Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to the season, what are we on now? Six of the podcast in my head. Yes, the podcast where you, yes, you there, get to listen to the podcast that's going on in my head. I'm your host, Jonah D. And before we kick off this, I was going to say badass, but badass seems kind of cheesy season that we're going to be doing here on the podcast in my head, I have but one question to ask. And for those of you who are new, this is going to come as a bit of a, hmm, a bit of a strange one for you, but bear with me. See, we here on the podcast in my head have a longstanding tradition of at the beginning of every one of our episodes, we make sure that we've done our daily dose of breathing. I know. It sounds crazy, it sounds difficult, it sounds completely unfathomable to be able to do that in this current climate that we're in, but I assure you that I am here to guide you down the path to oxygenation, okay? So the way that we do that, people, is we breathe in through our noses, and we breathe out through our mouths. And then we do it a second time. We breathe in through our noses and out through our mouths. And see, can't you already tell that you feel better than you did 10 seconds ago? I know I sure as hell did, okay? So, guys, what have y'all been up to over the last six weeks? I know, I know. I said that this hiatus was only going to be for four. It's been six. And to be completely honest, it just got away from me. Did you know that a month comes and goes much quicker than you could even imagine? And the crazy thing is that I had mini bombs recorded. I had them set up, and they were ready to get released. And then... Time just got away from me between uh, working and my interesting home situations, nothing too exotic, just stuff that I don't feel the need to get into. It has been a very hectic six weeks, so I very much apologize, guys, but know that you've got an amazing episode lined up for you today. I've got plenty of stuff that I'm pissed off about, so let's not take any longer to get into it, okay? So I'm going to be pretty much going over my mini bombs in this episode. They're just going to be nice and blended in there, okay, guys? So the first thing that I want to talk about is something from our childhoods, okay? I want to take you all back. Sorry, let me get closer here. I want to take you all back to 2002, or maybe it was 2004, Life was good. Ed Ed Nettie was still coming on the air. Courage the Cowardly Dog was still getting freaked out by Eustace. And also, Disney came out with a movie about a little girl and a really funny looking dog, okay? It's called Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) Yes, guys. So Disney has decided that on their tour of live actioning movies that they are going to be doing Lilo and Stitch. I'm not sure if it's going to be a movie or it's going to be a TV series, but just know that Disney has decided to go back to it. And I know you're thinking, didn't Disney already do a bang up job of the Little Mermaid in their casting? Yes, guys. Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. Why did they do a bang up job of the casting? Well, They spent all their money on diversity (laughs) instead of, you know, maybe setting aside some sort of budget for the actual quality of the movie. Have you guys seen the trailers? Okay, Okay. I'm actually mixing up two movies. I, I know that I've seen, I'm talking about Lilo and Stitch. Oh God, I'm four and a half minutes here. And I absolutely refuse to start over because I just realized I'm talking about two different movies, okay? So we're talking about Lilo and Stitch, guys, right? And the bang-up job that I was referring to is actually of The Little Mermaid because these two are connected. Wow, this is one hell of a way for me to start off the season, but okay, we're just going to keep going. At least you guys that are new to the podcast don't have to wonder how this is going to go. Believe me, 
it continues like this. This is what the whole podcast is like, okay? So I was talking, I meant to talk about The Little Mermaid when I said a bang up job on the casting. Because yes, for The Little Mermaid, Disney spent all their money on diversity instead of the quality of the movie itself. Have you guys seen like the trailers? Have you guys seen some of these little clips from this movie? Oh my God. It looks like it was animated by MAPPA. <laughs> oh my so they have okay Haley bailey Haley Haley berry okay it's fine i don't have no issue with them making her black you guys remember we talked about the uh the little mermaid in the last season and i stand by what i said right it doesn't fucking matter what color you make a mermaid because mermaids don't exist. Even though Ariel is an established character and they could have just made another. We get it, sir. Your dick is small. Jesus. Um, made me lose my train of thought. Damn, dude. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, yes. Even though Ariel is an established character, uh, they and they could have just made another mermaid who was black. They could have done that, but fine. I'll run with them on the uh, Ariel being uh, black doesn't matter. And plus, it's not like Hollywood hasn't been erasing redheads for years and years now. So let's not act like a redhead getting replaced is something new, okay? And, you know, I defended The Little Mermaid. I defended it because... It did it because it, it didn't matter. I wanted the movie to just be good. And quite frankly, the color of the mermaid wasn't going to change how good this movie was. I said all that then. I stand by that now. Okay. Here's the thing, right? So now Disney has moved on to Lilo and Stitch. And people are all up in arms because the actress, whose name is, uh, look at my notes here, Sydney Agudong. They feel that she is not a good pick to play Nani in this movie. Now, I know you're wondering, wait, isn't Nani the older sister? Like, she's not even the main character. No, guys, she's not. In fact, they got a little girl to play Lilo that the audience seems to be very supportive of the choicing as Lilo. So the main character not a problem. However, this other, the secondary character is who everybody is all up in arms over, okay? So they feel that Sydney Agudong is not Hawaiian enough, at least, to play Nani. So let me just run you guys through some um, unsubstantiated facts, okay? One, Sydney Agudong was born and raised in Hawaii, okay? Born and raised in Hawaii. Now, I haven't done any... Uh, you know, Ancestry.com research because, quite frankly, I don't fucking care. I heard born and raised in Hawaii. She looks to, like a Hawaiian to me, so that was good enough for me. However, from what I understand, her, like, father is half Hawaiian and then the rest of him and her mom are, like, Filipino or something like that. I'll be honest with you guys. I really couldn't tell a Hawaiian from a Filipino Granted, granted, I know that Filipinos are have like more Asian blood, some more Asian features, and you know the only Samoans that the majority of people even know are from the WWE, like The Rock and the Usos and Umaga and such, right? Okay, so uh, that's apparently her background. And it's funny because they're saying that she's not a native Hawaiian. Oh, she's not a native Hawaiian. She's not a native Hawaiian. Even though if you go look up what it means to be native, it means that either your lineage can be traced from there. Like, you know, oh my God, the people outside. Um, sorry, native, meaning either that your lineage is from there, you know, you can draw your entire family tree and show that everyone there was a full-blooded Hawaiian, or if you were born and raised there, like Miss Agudong was, is, did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And yet I'm, I'm really going to be the embodiment of why men shouldn't have podcast microphones right here. That's what's so funny to me, guys. But. 
uh, that she's not indigenous enough, and especially they're focused on the fact of the tone, the her skin tone, of her not being dark enough. And I really don't understand how Nani being darker or lighter has anything to do with her character. Now, let's look at who Nani is, okay? So uh, she is a darker skin. She's got a big nose. She's you know thicker. She's she's curvy. She's she she's thick, okay, with like. I'm sorry, not even thick. She's thick with like 37 C's on it, okay? That's really what the shame is, is that is that Sydney Aladong isn't thick like Nani was. I don't give a fuck about what her skin tone is. The fa- That scene where Nani was on the surfboard uh, riding up, I was maybe, let me see, 2002. So I was like eight years old when that came out. And that was the defining moment when I knew I didn't want to play with Hot Wheels cars no more, okay? Yeah, it was over a thick cartoon character, okay? And don't none of you, don't none of you fuckers act like, okay, Shego from Kim Possible wasn't making y'all do crazy things back in the day, okay? Don't you, oh, I'm about to grab the microphone and hold it really close to my mouth now. Don't you motherfuckers act like, okay, the Hex sisters from that Scooby-Doo movie didn't do something to you, okay? So before you go and cast stones from your stone house, okay, or from your glass house, Remember, glass is a reflective surface, okay? There. Put your guys back where you belong, right? Back on your little stand spot here, okay? Um, I actually, I made a TikTok about this at Derbebe, uh, D-U-R-B-E-E-B-E-E, and I talked about really these same things. And I, you would not believe how many people... I had in my comments saying that Nani had to be dark skinned for her character to make sense because of her problems that she had within the, uh, what do I call it? Like the child welfare system that she wouldn't have had those issues in the child welfare system. If she uh, were lighter skinned or if she were white, like what the fuck are y'all talking about? What are you talking about? What does Nani being dark have anything to do with it? The fucking case officer was black. It was a big black guy. What do you mean? She 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 would have had a better time if she was white. Are you trying to really tell me that? What was his name? Bubbles? That Bubbles was really shucking and jiving for Massa in that movie? That really that what he was doing was based off of some white man's standards? Like, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about how these woke people make their boogeymans. Like... There is not a single time in that movie where her being dark was mentioned, where her being dark had any, like, the dude that was into her, right, was the same shade of dark that she was, and he was head over for her. It's not like she had some light-skinned friend who, you know, she really liked David, but but David was just too busy looking at that light-skinned friend. Like, y'all really just pull the shit out of your asses. You will grasp at anything to justify sounding just as fucking stupid as white supremacists when they say well i just want the person to look right you know i just want them to look proper for the role because that was the same reason why a lot of niggas was kept out of movies back in the 40s and 50s okay that's why all we had for so long was sydney fucking portier all right not saying that he wasn't great he was great but goddamn, we could like we there were so many options to choose from but he was the one that got to get in Jesus Christ, they're, Hawaiians don't all look the same, kind of what I was saying earlier about the uh, not really being able to tell a Filipino from a a Hawaiian. You know what, I really just sat here and and like compared Hawaiians to Samoans, because even they're not the same thing, I just realized that I did that. I talked about the rock and them, and they're all Samoans, not Hawaiians. See, you see how easy it is to mix these fucking people up? Because, like, maybe these people within their own communities can really tell the differences between them. You can just look at a motherfucker, you know, if, if you're Samoan, you can just look at a Hawaiian and be like, ah, the fucking Hawaiians. I don't know how their relations are, but I'm telling you that as an American, at the, as an American who did not grow up around a bunch of, of, of islanders, okay, I can't exactly just from the get-go go, ah, you're Samoan, ah, you're Hawaiian, ah, you're Filipino. 
I would say, are you one of these three? And most of the people complaining about it wouldn't be able to tell them either. I've seen more white people upset about this than Hawaiians, but isn't that always how it goes? Doesn't every fucking movement end up getting hijacked by white people? I swear to God. And, and for for the people, because there's been a lot of comparisons between Lilo and Stitch and The Little Mermaid, like I said, hey, if the race of Ariel doesn't matter, if it doesn't matter whether Ariel is black or a white redhead, then it doesn't matter whether or not Nani is a light-skinned Hawaiian or a dark-skinned one. And for people to try to use a justification of, well, Nani is represented is representative of a community of people uh, of you know people being Hawaiians, whereas Ariel is just a fucking fish. Ariel, <laughs> if I really think that people who say that Ariel is based off of a fish, that's the real grasping at straws because Ariel being a mermaid was only used to show that her and the prince were in two totally different worlds okay just to show how far how from completely different sides of the railroad tracks these two were from the original story ariel's not a mermaid and ariel didn't need to be a mermaid in this movie Ariel being a mermaid doesn't change how she acts. Ariel being a mermaid doesn't change the fact that she has all the same personality traits that a normal human woman would have. So to say, well, Ariel is a fish, whereas Nani is an actual person, her being a mermaid isn't relevant. One and two, neither one of them are real. Just like we said how mermaids aren't fucking real, neither is Nani. There is nobody who is fighting for custody over their little sister while aliens are running around in their backyard. There's nobody like that. And for anybody out there who's, who uh, is still wants to sit there and argue with me over this, how about you show me what the real fucking Nani looks like, and I'll show you the real Ariel. But you show me the real Nani first, and I know you can't because neither of them do. Also, guys, this is just a segue into another point here. Did you know that Ariel was actually, because for this TikTok, I was so interested in it that I did a little bit of research. I know. Look at me doing some research for a change. I went and found out that the artist who drew Ariel for the animated movie of The Little Mermaid drew her off of Alyssa Milano, one of the three women from Charmed, okay? Drew him based off of her. I believe it was because she... Uh, I, I'm not even going to bullshit my, my reasons as to why. It was something like uh, she really liked her or like they knew each other somehow. She was a big fan of the story. Something like that. Or like she was auditioning for some sort of Little Mermaid related something like that. And she was used for his drawing. Did you know that Alyssa Milano is white and redheaded? So if you're going to say they're not based off of a person, well, Ariel is based off of Alyssa Milano. I don't know who Lilo is actually based off of. Did he pick a single woman and say, I want to draw my character to look like you? Or did he just say, I am going to draw a Hawaiian woman? Go ahead and answer that for me, guys, and come back to me. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I want to say here? Uh, there isn't a single struggle that Nani goes through because of her being dark skinned. Like I said, uh, her problems come from being a teenager who is trying, you know, a child herself who is trying to support another child. If you guys recall correctly, she was having issues holding down a job because Lilo would get in trouble, you know, at her schools or whatever. She had to take care of Lilo. I know my mother went through the same struggles taking care of me, and it caused her to miss a lot of work. She got fired from jobs, having to get me from schools and daycares and such. Believe me, it had nothing to do with her being black, okay? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. And then, you know, it's not like we don't know that Disney has done this before. It's not like we don't recognize that Disney is going and fucking with people's ethnicities for no reason besides saying, look at how inclusive we are, which is funny considering that Disney was started by a man who would have shaken hands with Adolf Hitler if he could have. 
who would have probably hugged him and had him over for dinner if he could have, Walt Disney being the known anti-Semite. And if this is Disney's way of trying to go, hey, look, we're really going to move away from what we are, from what we were then, then a really great way to do that would be to give those uh, people, the and by those people I mean like uh, ethnic people, people who are not represented as much, would be to actually give them their own movies, like how they did with Lilo and Stitch. In you know originally, not this new movie. The original Lilo and Stitch was great. They showed people, they showed a darker skinned woman, like I said, who had uh, less romanticized features. And I, I thought it was fine. But you know the really crazy thing. When you think about it, we had those movies growing up. We had those movies like Lion King and such to show us the diversity. We had cartoons going on like Static Shock and such that showed black superheroes and all that. And I actually don't recall or can't think of anybody off of my head now who says, because I saw Static Shock, because I saw uh, Nani as a child, that is what gave me the confidence to defy the odds. I don't know anyone like that. The movies are for fucking kids, people. Kids do take things away from movies. They do. But the fact that we're trying so hard to pander to adults through children's movies is strange to me. Because believe me, adults were not going to be flocking to go see a live-action Lilo and Stitch movie. What the fuck do you guys think that was going to look like? When have they made a live action of something that was animated and it actually was like, wow, this was really great. I I was I was not disappointed in, in the difference. You tell me when it's happened, okay? I'm sure that it has. But even though that's great for for minorities and like other people who are not represented to get that kind of exposure, you don't have to do that at the expense of changing characters in a way that doesn't make sense, okay? What do I mean by that? I'll get to that. There are characters who are certain, who, like, have to be certain races or who need to be from a certain cultural background in order for it to make sense. What do I mean? Black Panther needs to be black. <clears throat> there are people that are making jokes of, like, oh, I can't wait to see Elon Musk play Black Panther because, if you don't know, Elon Musk is from South Africa, He, you know, South Africa was colonized by the Dutch, I believe. So there's a large white population in Southern Africa. So even though those people are, you know, born and raised in Africa, they're not actually quote unquote Africans, okay, as you would know them to be, right? This is why Elon Musk could not play Black Panther, okay? There's a plethora of reasons or why somebody like him, why Black Panther could not be played by a white man or even why Black Panther couldn't be played by, like, a uh, a mixed man. And it's because in Wakanda, in the story of Black Panther, the premise of the movie is that Wakanda cut themselves off from the rest of the world. They got the adamantium. They found the adamantium deposits, and they used that to make their society better. But they said, we're not going to share this with the rest of the world. We're not going to let the world take this from us. So Wakanda blocked themselves off of the rest of the world. If you're going past Wakanda, you can't even see their beautiful city. They have it camouflaged, okay? You wouldn't need – so you're not just stumbling upon Wakanda. You know what I mean? Um, so the fact that they're not letting anybody in, at the very least – it would not then make sense for there to somehow be white people in Wakanda, or it would not make sense for there to be like mixed race people in Wakanda. Because I would imagine that if you're cutting the society off like that, that once you leave, you're gone and you can't come back. Assuming, right? So it wouldn't make any sense for a Black Panther to be anything besides African, considering that they've stayed to themselves for all of that time. It also doesn't make sense for Snow White Who's supposed, who's, you know, skin was white as snow to be played by a Hispanic, unless you're one of those white Hispanics. And the woman who plays her is not a white Hispanic. I mean, hell, we have Brandy, uh, Brandy, Brandy played Cinderella back like what, like in the early 2000s or back in the 90s or whatever. It didn't matter because Cinderella didn't take place. <clears throat> where there would be no black people. It, it wasn't relevant to the story, again, that Cinderella had to be white, but Black Panther has to be black on black, and Snow White needs to be bleached 
It doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever to the story. Um, I mean, hell, even uh, Tiana from Princess and the Frog. I've seen the movie one time. It's an amazing movie, okay? Even Tiana from Princess and the Frog has to be black because the point is that she grew up in Louisiana. She grew up in a poor part of Louisiana. She grew, uh, yeah, like she grew up in a poor neighborhood. Her family was poor. She had a rich white friend. That made perfect sense. That was like her being black was less significant, but still significant because it definitely would have been weird if they were to make Tiana a white woman and have all that same stuff happen in the movie. It just wouldn't make sense. So this right here is my challenge. This is my my call out, okay? To anybody who is an Islander, Filipino, Samoan, Hawaiian, please let me know if um sorry see a weird text message please let me know if the area where lilo and nani lived or you know like yeah like that the area the the neighborhood please let me know go to the facebook's page for the podcast in my head titled as such and you can write on the wall you can message me directly you can even find me on tiktok because i have a video on it called uh caucasian roller coaster ride uh like i said at derby d-u-r-b-e-b-e-e and you let me know if the area where they lived was supposed to be a uh you know a more ethnic area where there's no light-skinned people and please let me know if nani being dark-skinned really does have actual significance to the story that i just haven't noticed because it's been a long time since i've seen lilo and stitch and believe me i have no intention of going and seeing this newer movie i just thought it was funny that the same people who are saying it doesn't matter that they made ariel black are the same people turning around and saying well nani has to be played by someone who's dark because black people need representation it it, it just I just thought that was kind of funny, okay? Let's see, let's see. I think that's actually all that I got to say about Lilo and Stitch. Damn, 27 minutes, guys. See, I told you. I told you I had stuff planned. So I am going to go take a real quick break. Oh, sorry for the new people. Here on the podcast in my head, because this wonderful app that I use to record the episodes only lets me do 30 minutes at a time, I normally would do about 30 minutes. I'll take a little break, get myself some water, and then I come back and do the other half, guys. Now, for you, this is going to be a seamless transition, but for me, a few minutes are going to go by, okay? Recently, I had a event happened to me that really made me change my worldview on something, okay? So a couple of weeks ago, I was on Spotify. Now, Spotify has this really cool thing that they do that if you follow an artist on there, like Drake, for example, if Drake is going to be having a concert near your area, excuse me, uh, Spotify will let you know, hey, Drake is going to be at this place at this date. And then you can go to Ticketmaster and buy tickets or whatever, right? I'm sure Spotify gets a nice little kickback, all that good jazz, right? So recently, I had just that thing happen. And I saw that Drake and 21 Savage were going to be playing in uh, like DC, which is only like an hour's drive away from where I live. Now, I knew that Drake and 21 Savage tickets were going to be expensive, but I figured that I would go and take a little look anyway. Now, just to be uh, clear with you guys, I've only been to like three concerts my entire life, okay? I've seen Chase Atlantic twice, and I have went and saw uh, Sean Paul at a club. This was like right around the time that he did Rockabye Baby, okay? Just to give you an idea that this was not when he was at his most popular, right? Not when he was coming out with temperature and bangers like that, right? So I'm really not a concert person, okay? To go see Chase Atlantic, I think each time the tickets were either like 50 or 60 bucks for Chase Atlantic. And the Sean Paul, I saw him because my friend won the tickets to go see him through a radio contest. Again, just another testament of where he was in his career at this time, right? So... I'm, you know, again, not much of a concert goer. So I figured I would take a look. So to have the most basic seat to where you would be in the very back of back, I'm talking, you're not even going to see the silhouette of them niggas, okay? 
those tickets were starting at $380. And just that by itself changed my whole view of the rich. It changed my whole view of billionaires. And it especially called into question my view on performers, on creators of people like that. Because I'm looking at this, you know, when I go to spend my money on things, I don't look at it as necessarily how much is the cost, the dollar amount. Oh, $380. Let's just say 400 for easy math. Oh, 400 bucks. I look at it as, well, how many hours of work is this for me to be able and afford this? And I don't work an amazing job, guys. I don't make much more than that in a week. So you're telling me that I have to go and bust my ass for 40 hours in a week to be able to afford a ticket to go see Drake and 21 Savage perform, or, or really more so hear them rather than see them perform for a couple of hours. And I'm just one person in the very, very back. Let me put this into perspective for you guys, okay? Let's say that it's a 20,000-seat arena, okay? Let's just say 20,000 seats, right? 20,000 seats, If and let's just say that they were all 400 bucks because you know that you're going into the thousands and thousands the closer up to the front that you get to, right? But let's just say they're all 400 bucks. You understand that a 20,000-seat arena at 400 uh, at four hundred bucks a, a ticket is like what is it like eight million dollars? Hold on, let me let me do this math on my paper real quick. Let me find a let me find an empty spot here. Two hundred thousand by four hundred. So yeah, you would have eight, and within one, two, three, six zeros. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's eight million dollars that they're gonna make from twenty thousand seats at four hundred bucks a pop. Now, of course, they are splitting it between themselves, you know, Drake and 21, they're both their own uh, big individual artists. They also have to pay the venue. They also have to, you know, pay their security. They got to pay their people. I understand that that 8 million is not just straight going into their pockets, but they also, but Drake and 21 are also going to be making money off of the drink sales. They're also going to be making money off of the, merchandise sales they're going to be making money off of just anything else that is sold there they also get a cut of that so that eight thousand is on the low end of it or eight million rather so that eight million is on the low end of it do you guys understand that over the course of your lifetime okay if you make fifty thousand dollars a year Okay, which $50,000 a year is a lot more is more than what the average person makes. Unfortunately, there are people who are making a lot less than that, who are busting their ass working more than one job to be able to support their family. Like 50,000 isn't even stable anymore. My mother back in like 2010 made $50,000 a year. And she was able to take care of myself and my brother. And it still was not easy though we lived in kind of a rich area, okay? It was not easy. So I can only imagine with now in 2023 with inflation and all that, just what $50,000 a year is looking like now. But let's just say you made $50,000 a year. It would take you 40 years, 40 years just to make $2 million. And that is if there was no taxes coming out of your check, that's if you were spending not a single penny of it on anything, just straight hoarding, $2 million. And then you know that after taxes, it's going to be really close to like $1 million if you're even that far. In fact, I would go as far as to say that if you, whoever's listening to this right now, were to go and pool your income as well as the income of all of your friends and family, over y'all's entire lifetime, you still would not come up with $8 million. I said what I said. You still wouldn't come up with that kind of money. And these guys got to make that money in just a couple hours of performing. These dudes make money while they're sleeping. And look, I'm not saying that it's not right 
for a performer or for you know people who create content to get paid for their shit. I mean, look at how I'm talking to you guys. But I do think just again seeing that in front of me has really made me rethink about how we do wealth in our country and how much do I actually approve of capitalism? Cause I like the idea. I like the idea of people give money to who they like and you know, whoever makes it makes it and who doesn't doesn't, but you can't tell me that there's any need for either one of them to have that much money. Like what's the need for it? Is it nice to live this luxurious lifestyle? Yes. But what is the need for it? You know, I've heard I've heard people say that the top 2% of people could feed the world. I've heard it. I don't know if it's true, but I'll tell you what, I fucking believe it. I fucking believe it. Off of a couple of hours, $8 million on the low end. Because I'm telling you, they had to have, that venue had to have brought in, oh shit, I'm going to say at least, 10 million dollars that night off of off of their their tickets and the sales i don't even know how many seats are in that arena but twenty thousand seems like pretty decent especially for washington dc which is another thing that you have to consider that it's in dc dc is a expensive 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 area to live in i like just God. <laughs> it's like so irritating that it's funny like you know it's one thing i have friends who who come from families that have money you know i've, I've had friends who've had a few thousand in, in their bank accounts and that's one thing you know you're just doing like a little bit better but like guys you can't even fathom what that much money even means. Like I was trying to to talk about it to some of my coworkers because it was really pissing me off. And I'm like, there's nothing in my life. There's no denomination. Like there's no dollar amount dividend that I pay to where I could even divide that into the millions. You know what I mean? Like to where I could multiply that into the millions. Like if, if you were to say, I'll give you guys an example. If you were to say, man, Jonah, what would $10,000 do for you right now? I would say, oh, $10,000. Well, with $10,000, I could like pay up my rent for like a year. I like I could see I see where $10,000 could fit into my life. Even to make it better, I could still see it. I can't tell you what the fuck a million dollars looks like, much less what it would mean in my life. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I don't know how many months of my rent I could pay up with a million dollars. I know we're putting to the side the fact of, well, you could just go buy your own place. Just, just say it. If you were to fit that much money into your life, where would it fit? How many months of rent could you pay up with a million dollars? How, you know, what kind of food could you go and eat for a million dollars? What do you even know? Or like, what have you seen or wanted to buy? That's not a, that's not, you know, a car or some sort of electronic that even costs more than like a thousand dollars. Or hell, a thousand dollars could be a bit low. You could have a maybe you want like a three D uh, printing machine. You want to make your own action figures or something. How about ten thousand? What do you want that costs ten thousand dollars? That's not a car. Exactly. That's my whole fucking point, people. I think it's amazing that if you know you make a song because really like this is the way that it's set up, right? Say that you make a song, okay? If you make a song that's three minutes of your life. If a, if a million people really like your song and they want to buy your song, you are going to make money off of said song, okay? Let's say that out of, let's say you put it on like um, iTunes Music, right? And I'm just spitballing numbers here to make the math easy, right? If you make a song, a three-minute song, and iTunes puts it out for a dollar, if a million people like your song, they give iTunes a million dollars for your song, Let's say you get half. You make half a million dollars off of a three-minute song that you made. How long did it take you to to write that song and, and make that song? I don't do music, so I don't know. But let's say that it took you an, an entire week to do a single song. Let's just say. That means that you made half a million dollars in a week. Half a million dollars in a week. That's... A little over $25 million a year if you were to continue at that same cycle. And I do not believe that anybody should be making $25 million in a year because they make music. Despite the fact 
that they made that money because that many people wanted you know to give to to pay for that song i just don't think it's right at one at what point people at what point do we tell people do we tell these 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 rich fuckers that no you've made enough money you live more than a comfortable life and there's people out here who work significantly harder just talking physically who could use just a percentage of what you have to better their lives the problem is that living those kinds of lavish lifestyles is the incentive that we have to do that kind of work. It is very fucked. I, I really hate the way that we have set ourselves up. And the only way to like get out of the system is to bully your way into the system. Yeah, you got to bully your way into it. You have to abuse the shit out of it. And then you have to, then you'll be out of it. It's really crazy. I I would find it admirable if it wasn't for like so many people who were just completely fucked by this. And I know you have the choice to spend $400 on a 21 Savage and and Drake ticket. You totally have that uh, option. No one is is forcing you to do it. I, I completely understand that. But just the fact that people can put that kind of tag on an event where you're not walking away with any actual product or anything tangible is crazy to me. And I say the exact same thing about the OnlyFans girls too, because you notice that these women go on here. I told you guys, I had a buddy. She started her OnlyFans on Valentine's Day. It was like eight days afterwards. I saw her make uh, a post. She said, yeah, you know, a week ago, I was struggling trying to figure out how I was going to even put gas in my car. And now here I am. I've made $11,000 in the last eight days because of OnlyFans. 11000 fucking dollars, guys. Are you kidding me? Now, $11,000 is not exactly life-changing money. You know, you still got bills to pay. You're still going to have to work your job. But the fact that people are making that kind of money in a week is crazy to me. And they never, they ne- you never hear about those OnlyFans girls taking their money and using it to help even other women, right? Let's just say they don't give a shit about men. You don't even see them using it to help other women. You see them use it just so that they can go and live lavish lifestyles that they want, you know, to live the lavish lifestyle that, that they want. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but it's my it's it's still like an issue that I have of you're making all of this money and you're just kind of wasting it. I know that, that that's a crazy way for me to be looking at somebody spending their own money and I'm saying that you're wasting it. For me personally, I would like the money to be able to not have to work a nine to five. That's what I want. I don't want to have to get up in the morning and go to work. I would love to be able to make enough money off of this podcast for me and for my girlfriend to not have to work. That would be amazing. But I don't want or need to to make money off of this so that way I can go and like travel the world or so that way I can go and, and get the fancy cars. I'm not trying to act like I'm some saint here or like I'm holier than now because that's not it. Believe me, guys. I'm just a minimalist. I just don't believe in how, I just don't really like having all that, you know, material shit. Does anything that I say, (laughs) is anything that I'm saying making any sense whatsoever to you guys? This, this is what's been, what's been stewing in my head since I've been confronted with that kind of information that those kinds of people are, are making that kinds of money. And I would, I don't know. If anything else, it's it's like more depressing than anything, really, because you wonder, you know, while while I was seeing that that my friend made eleven thousand dollars from showing off her ass, I was standing in a hot trailer at my job, picking up eighty to hundred pound boxes repeatedly and putting them picking them up and putting them down and picking them up and putting them down, and I was doing that for ten hours, and I wasn't making anywhere near what she was making to do so. And now here, I, so you know, now here I am. 
<laughs> wondering what the fuck is the point in what I'm doing, really questioning all my life choices, really sitting there just, you know, molding and seething, going, God, why wasn't I born a woman so I could do these same fucking things? <laughs> you know, they talk about how hard they have it in society, but then stand in their bedroom, take a picture of their ass and make $11,000. Yeah, please, please tell me how your life, please, please tell me how your life is so hard. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I don't know. It, it just, it's infuriating. And it fills you with this sense of, like, pointlessness when you when your alarm goes off and you, you just think, wow, there are other people who don't have to have this kind of struggle. Man, how lucky are they? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. $11,000 fucking dollars in eight days for ass. You know, my idea is going to be I'm going to start sending pictures of my ass to people and you have to give me $5 to stop. That's going to be like my my new gimmick because this is ridiculous. I'm telling you, men, we have to find a better way to exploit this system the way that women have. We really got to. I just don't want to rip anybody off. I don't want to rip anybody off and I don't want to scam anybody or like prey on anybody. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why these OnlyFans girls are like able to do it, to, to do what they do and are fine with it because they don't mind preying on weaker people. These people like Drake and 21 Savage, I can't even consider them preying on it because I don't understand what the appeal is to spend that much money to go see somebody in concert. Look, My Morning Jacket, that's a band that I like a whole lot. They were going to be performing near me, and the tickets for them were going to be like, it was like $170, and that was out of my price range. I was like, nope, I'm not willing to go pay that much to go see them. And there's like seven of them. There's like there's like seven people in that group. And I still wasn't willing to go and pay that. I don't understand like what the idea is or what the logic is behind spending that much money to go see somebody perform. That's crazy to me. To go spend that much money to see somebody perform when you can hear the like product for free. You literally go on YouTube and listen to any Drake or 21 Savage song, any of them, for free. I just don't get it, people. <sighs> I think that's all I've got. Uh, yeah, that's going to just about do it for me today. I think I've worn out my voice box long enough. I am going to try to enjoy this wonderful, wonderful day that we have outside. Oh, damn. I, I totally forgot to talk about what was going on in my life. I know. How am I supposed to talk about things so exciting, like, like white Hawaiians and, and expensive tickets, and then somehow segue that into you being interested in hearing about my boring fucking life? How has what has been going on with me? Really, nothing. Would you guys believe that since you know going down this road of non toxicity, that my life has been surprisingly bland? It's been surprisingly lacking in the drama department. My friends, on the other hand, that are totally you know steeped in that shit. Oof, oof. I don't know. I tell you what, though, living the life of, of non-toxicity, living a life of you're just going to uh, be good to the people that are good to you and you're going to focus on your own things. It's crazy how much less of weight I feel on my shoulders on a daily basis since uh, switching over to the light side, guys. So I think that that being done, yeah, that banging is my neighbors as dogs. They have like two Dobermans in an apartment building. And uh, yeah, somehow the landlords were just totally cool with that. But anyway, that's going to just about do it for me. I am, uh, huh, I don't even remember how I ended these damn things. Okay, so we'll just figure out a way to do that now so that's gonna just about do it for me today i will be seeing you guys over the weekend make sure you check out that facebook page for the podcast in my head titled as such i respond to all messages that are sent on there or you can post something on the wall there nobody does that and 
I mean, it's probably because I don't really do it much either besides posting the episodes and the references, but that is something that I'm really, really trying to change and putting more conscious effort into the page. I know I've said this a bajillion times before, but I really am. See, the problem is that I go to like post some thoughts on the uh, Facebook page and then I think, do I really want my viewers to think that I'm this fucked in the head? And then I go, eh, I mean, isn't that kind of why they listen to you in the first place? So y'all are going to be seeing some of my more, oh, what's the word I want to use for it? Um, y'all will be seeing more of my thoughts in real time. It's like trying to use, I'll be trying to use it like Twitter even though I don't really use Twitter either, okay? So, anyway, good lord. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really brain farting here, guys. I think it's because it's so nice out, and I'm really looking forward to get outside. And then I have, like, my grinder in the freezer ready to give me that good keefed-up stuff that I, that I love so much, and I'm just really looking forward to that. So, uh, good god. <laughs> the most drawn out ending. You guys are more than welcome to just stop playing this episode at this point because there's nothing interesting else that's going to be going into this. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I plugged the Facebook page. I plugged the TikTok. Uh, TikTok has a, a lot more of my uh, of my thoughts than anywhere else. Uh, that was at Derbibi. And I would highly recommend that you guys go and follow me on there. It's also three-minute clips instead of whole podcast episodes, so there's a bit less stuttering and mumbling through the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the TikTok has more of the uh, mini-bomb feel to it because I'm just kind of straight going on something. But you definitely won't regret going over there. Pretty much everything I talk about on the podcast, I make a TikTok about. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and check that out. I will see you guys next week. And no matter what somebody tries to tell you about mermaids can be black, don't, please, please don't choke them. Okay. All right. See y'all.